0: This could be Rotterdam
1: or anywhere, Liverpool or Rome, because Rotterdam is anywhere. Oh, it is Rotterdam. OK, th- thank you for letting me know. Hello and welcome to episode 40- 48 of the Stew and Owl pod with him, Stew.
2: And me, Owl.
1: Oh, every bloody time. You like my uh, Rotterdam there this month, earlier then, Stew? Yeah, it
2: was a good version, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was a very good version. I could I see how you know,
2: the lights, the lights hit my face of it's a symmetrical line down the middle
1: of light and shadow. Yeah, very good for, um, you know, good and evil, I suppose, which is the two sides of this podcast, you could say. Yep.
2: Me being the good, of course. And, um,
1: and me being also good.
2: Yes. Stu,
1: <laughs> so, you had a good week?
2: Yeah, great week, Al.
1: Great week. No, not, not Sunday, though, when your bloody team lost, didn't it? Saturday, even.
2: No, well. We were cheated there because we should have had a penalty during the match. Yeah, given. well, I, I didn't see it.
1: Oh. Oh. <laughs> I only saw
2: extra time in penalties. And they're like booed the national anthem, they booed Abide with Me, and they booed Prince William. Yeah, it shows how rotten they all are. Yeah, reds.
1: well, still, I was, um, when they were taking penalties, I was in a pub and um, I kept shouting Rooney every time people were shouting. So, fair enough. Yeah. Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> So, what you got uh, to
2: tell me, Hey. Eh? What you got to tell me? I've been playing a lot of chess this week. weekend, non-stop, actually. Oh, yeah? About 904 games. Yeah. Won them all. Well done. I got really good at it. Uh, you a fan of the game, chess? Oh, I love
1: it, yeah. yeah.
2: Now, if you do forget the rules of chess at any point, don't worry, because you are allowed to check. Yep. <laughs> and I'll tell you something, you can never enjoy a game of chess against an Australian. It's a real pain. Every time they check, you'll think they've won the match. (laughs) That's check, mate. (laughs) I defeated Grandmaster the other day in three moves. Yeah. Stood up, picked up a chair and hit him with it.
1: (laughs) Excellent. I like it. Uh,
2: Made an Eastern European friend on on the chess forum. Yeah. Now they're my checkmate. Oh, God. Uh, I lost to my computer the other day, actually, at chess. Although I did beat it at boxing, so <laughs> kind of like 1-1 there now. <laughs> Brilliant. And I'll uh, oh, never get to dinner with a chess master. I made that mistake this week, and it took him four hours just to pass the salt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, hey, Stu, what's the time? I'll just check, mate. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Stu, I don't know if you've been reading the Italian newspapers this week. Hmm. See, si, I have. Oh, oh, bravissimo. Well, still, I, I don't know if you saw this story, but uh, an Italian goalkeeper uh, kept missing his favourite 80s pop band due to, unfortunately, missing a lot of flights. Yeah, uh-huh. um, but fortunately, he did manage to catch them in his home country in the end. You know, oh. so, whew, finally. Yes, it appears that Donnarama's drama eventually achieved karma after seeing Bananarama in Parma. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ooh la lana
1: ooh la, la. he went with Adam Lalana. Adam Lalana.
2: <laughs> I think he's Italian isn't he, he sounds Italian
1: oh he's got to be is not he <laughs> even though he played for England
2: yeah
1: <laughs> so with that in mind Stu let's move on to
2: top three yeah, let's crack on let's crack on In each episode, me and Al have a different topic to discuss, and we tell you our top three things about that. We then open it up to the forums of the world, where they all weigh in on their controversial views as well. So if you're not getting what I'm meaning, Alex, if I said to you, what are your top three plates? Plates. Uh, tectonic plate. Yeah, I would come with that as well.
1: Um, plate face. Yeah. <laughs> and... A lovely plate of sausage rolls.
2: Ah, I'll do it on with tectonic plate, river plate, and um, blind plate. <laughs> the very sort good. of like game show where um, three plates come on and the girl has to choose which plate she wants to date for oh. a mate. At a very <laughs> good rate. <laughs> okay. So, so,
1: it was your choice for this episode and you chose?
2: I chose your top three
1: Nickelodeon... Shows now, Stu. I found this really difficult. Mm. I've had to leave out some that I didn't want to leave out, and but I think my top three were probably the three that I got most enjoyment out of when I was younger.
2: Um, how about yeah, you? Same, how do you find it? same. Uh, a few left out. I've not really got any honorable mentions, though. Oh, I've got loads gone for it. I figured that we'd,
1: you'd have the same as me, so I just left you to do that this week. Yeah, I think we might have a bit different.
2: well yeah you read yours out at the end then okay see if there's any you missed yeah i'll start off then yep uh so number three i've gone for ren and stimpy okay good yeah the animated antics two creatures who are best friends ren chihuahua and stimpy who is a manx cat get up to a lot of hijinks and mischief each week with hilarious results oh bloody hilarious I mean, it did make me chuckle quite a few times when I just said, you know I mean? Just total animals, crying about, having a good time, having a laugh. I always like the, don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, was it back about the show, Al? Yeah. On the air from 91 to 96, since the original Nickelodeon run. Yeah. Uh, first aired in 1991 on the same day as Doug and Rugrats, both made their debuts as well. Oh, Nice. Ah, there's one show that didn't make the cut for me, Rugrats. Yeah. Uh, and it was the first Nickelodeon show to have a game based on it. Oh, yeah, it did, didn't it?
1: Fair enough. Excellent. Yeah. Good my number good number facts. Don't number. number three, Stu. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with a TV show called Are You Afraid of the Dark?
2: That's my number two.
1: Is it? I didn't yeah. know if you choose it. This was one that I'd completely forgotten about. Mm. Um it was such a good show. So um, if I do my facts too, and then if you want to come in as well with yours. Yeah. So Are You Afraid of the Dark um, ran initially from <laughs> 1990 to 1996 on Nickelodeon. It had two revivals in 1999 and then again in 2019. Which really? Is quite interesting. Yeah. Ah. Um, it's about a group of teens teams called the Midnight Society who would meet in the woods, um, At night and tell a scary story around a fire, and they would always start it by saying submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, and then they throw (laughs) they get like the pouch of something and they throw it on the fire. I think it was was cocaine, cocaine. yeah. Yeah. I think it was a big bag of cocaine. Um, so the the initial run had five series, and this is creepy had 13 episodes in each series. Um, it, um, there were quite a few people that have gone on quite a few people in it that went on to do yeah. other things I think the one that I really noticed was um, Rachel Blanchard who was Nancy and Peep Show and I think she was in the TV series of Clueless as well and she's been in quite a few films and, and things like that but there was there was a lot um, of actors in it that had been in other yeah.
2: films. Ali- Alicia Cuthbert who was hmm. uh, Kim Bauer in 24 yes do you want to give me your facts about it uh, there was also a board game based on this show as well oh was there yeah, uh, the original title of the show was Scary Tales. But Nickelodeon wanted that to change. This point yeah. might be a bit too scary, so they picked Are You Afraid of the Dark? Paramount Pictures purchased the feature-length screenplay of the um, show as well, but it never got made.
1: No, oh, I really liked. Um, I really liked Are You Afraid of the Dark, and it was quite creepy. I mean, it used to be on because Nickelodeon used to finish it about seven o'clock, didn't it? It was always on about six thirty.
2: Yeah, the last one. Wasn't
1: it? Yeah, and there's like there's a few episodes that stick in my mind. Um, I remember the where they got transported into a little town that the dad had got in their uh, basement. Like he got a model village, and they got transported mm-hmm. into it, and they were like the people in it were trying to get them. And like there was one where they're in a haunted house. It was, it was it was generally quite scary. Like at times when you were a kid, it was like oh gosh, you know, make
2: you jump and stuff like that. But
1: it was very good.
2: Really? Say who else was, who else was the, the similar to that kind of thing? Erie, Indiana.
1: Oh, Erie, Indiana. Yeah. Erie, Indiana Jones. Just, Stu, that's your number two as well. So, shall I go straight on to my number two?
2: Yeah, that's my two, doesn't
1: it? Yeah. Okay, so for my number two, Stu, I've gone with Sister,
0: Sister.
2: Uh, oh my God,
1: go. I've got a blister. <laughs> um, sister, Sister Stu ran from 1994. Um, it had 119 episodes.
3: Bloody yeah. hell. Uh,
1: so if you've never seen this before, it was about two twins that were separated at birth and then bump to each other in a shopping mall when they think they're looking through a mirror and they're looking at each other. Um, Tia, the smart one, went to live with Lisa Landry. I love Lisa <laughs> Landry's the best one. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Mara went to live with Ray Campbell with his moustache. Ray Campbell was great in it as well. He was so funny.
2: I heard that Ray Campbell was actually born with that moustache.
1: I've heard he was, yeah. I think that's one of my facts. Um, So a couple of bits about it, Stu. Tamara had a catchphrase.
0: Oh, man!
1: In the in the series. One of the worst catchphrases ever. Um, Stu, it's actually quite a low-scoring series on IMDb. Only 6.2.
2: Oh, it should be in the eight.
1: Which was lower think, yeah. than Keenan and Kel, Sabrina oh, and the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Clarissa explains it all. A lot of the Nickelodeon series were higher rated. Um, The actor who played Roger, do you remember him? Go home, Roger.
2: Oh, the next door the
1: He actually um, left the series after the death of his mother. So quite, you know, not uh, quite sad. He was in a pop band as well. I can't remember what they were called, though. Steps? No, I think it was uh, Atomic Kitten. uh, the um, Stu, if you'd like to see Lisa Landry and Ray Campbell appear in a movie together as husband and wife, then look no further than the 2019 film *My Christmas Inn*, which was a straight TV movie. And actually, in it, Stu Tia plays their daughter. Get out of it! Yeah. So it might have to be a future rewatch. That. Yeah. Um, that's all I've got about that. Stu, it was a great I'm show, wasn't it? Special. Yeah, I, I really liked
2: it. Didn't make my top three, though. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that replaced about three other things that I could have put in its place. Yeah. So, Stu, let's go for your number one.
2: Uh, Keenan and Kel.
1: Yeah, knew you are going to pick it.
2: <laughs> I...
0: <laughs> I put the screw in the tuna.
2: <laughs> it was brilliant, Keenan and Kel. And Keenan's still on form now. So oh,
1: he is, isn't he? Stu, There's a, I'll tell you about a joke from Keenan and Kel that I always remember. Because his dad used to work at the airport, didn't he? Mm. And at one point, he has a guy around from the airport. And Keenan comes down the stairs and he goes, um, he introduced him and he goes, hey, man, what's up? And the bloke goes, well, many airplanes
2: are up. <laughs> that was not a really funny joke. <laughs> so, Two best friends who live in Chicago. One is an orange soda-loving fool, And you've got Keenan, who always, with his own shitty little get-rich Quick schemes that never kind of uh, pan out. Yeah. Know. What was the name of the um, um, the
1: guy that ran the supermarket that Keenan worked at? Remember him with his mullet? No. No, no never mind.
2: Anyone hey, know, well, just write in, let us know. You win a prize. Yeah. Get a whole bottle of orange soda. How about that? A few facts. The show was initially going to be called Me and My Homeboy. Was it? I think that was the right choice there, Keenan and Kill. Yeah. Despite playing his mother... Teal Marshand was only thirteen years older than Keenan Thompson. Uh, Keenan's sister is rarely seen in later episodes, as the actress was attending school. Like can't play Keenan the Kelly this week. I've got school.
1: I forgot that he even got a sister in it. Why? (laughs) (laughs) It was a great show. Um, I can't remember the bloody theme tune now, you know. Um. It was done by. It was it Coolio that was did it. Oh, oh yeah,
2: yeah, here yeah, yeah. those.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always in the, always in the. <laughs> they're always in trouble. And together. Oh, here goes a nick, the nick, nick, the nick, nick, nick. Yeah. And then he goes, why? Yeah. And he always used to have those schemes at the end, didn't he? And he was like, "Hey, Kel, go and get some lube, a cucumber, that... <laughs> no, and a 10 yeah, black that... condoms."
2: See, yeah, uh, Julio, there,
1: there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good choice, too. It didn't make my top three, unfortunately. Um, my number one, Stu, Ooh. is um, Doug. Doug. I've picked Doug as my number one. I used to love Doug as a TV show. Absolutely adored it. If you've never seen it, Doug um, was about a 11-year-old boy. It was a cartoon, and he'd moved to a new area <laughs> called Bluffington from uh, Bloatsburg, and he just wanted to fit in. He didn't want to stand out from the crowd. He just wanted to be another face in the crowd. Um, It's based on the creator Jim Jenkins. It was based mostly autobiographical about his life growing up as a kid. Uh, I think it's just a really sweet cartoon because it is just like, it's just about some kid who, you know, some regular kid who goes to a regular school, and he's very imaginative. He has like Quail Man, which is his alter ego, which he draws. <laughs> he's got his job pork. He's got his dog, Porkchop. His best friend Skeeter, yeah. and his love interest. Do what was his love interest called? Ah. Patty mayonnaise. Oh, oh Patty, you the mayonnaise for me. Whoa, 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 Patty.
2: Who, who was the blue kid?
1: Um, that was Skeeter. Oh. <laughs> but it was just such a. I just always found it a really lovely show. You kind of like, le- learned a lot of life lessons through it. Started in nineteen ninety one as well. Sorry, forgot to say that. Um, yeah, um, but also like Doug was one of those things where actually when I got older, all of my cars too were named after characters from Doug. So I used yeah. kind of to give your car a name. So like at first I had Doug, then Skeeter, then Patty, and then my car um, Pork Chop. Um, what was your classic car called? That was what called Pork, Pork Chop.
2: I only ever went in that car once.
1: Yeah. So like with that, it was really weird because I used to have a um a Nissan Figaro. Let's <laughs> say, so, and I joined the Nissan Figaro owners club and you had to name your car. So it was called Pork Chop. So it well, yeah, it, it was registered as Pork Chop. I just really like that as a name. But yeah, it was just I love that show. And it wasn't quite the same when I Dis- I know Disney picked it up after the original initial run on Nickelodeon, and it was called like um. Brand-spanking new dog or whatever, and it just wasn't as good. And then they did a film, Doug's first, Doug's first movie, but it's the original Nickelodeon series that I just don't think you can beat. I thought it was brilliant, and that's why it's my number one. Fair uh, play. All right, Stu. So, uh, what's the social media said
2: on the socials? How was socials? All right. Okay. So start off. Welcome back, Mr. Chris Conrath He um, he just picked Ren and Stimpy three times. Yeah, fair enough. And his honorable mention was Ren and Stimpy. Yeah he's gone for you can't do that on television yeah Double Dare yeah and Inspector Gadget
1: I suppose Nickelodeon America was probably quite different to our because I've not heard of any well I've heard of Inspector Gadget but yeah I think Double Dare was kind of
2: like funhouse. out. Dabble Dare hmm Hey, next. Kerry, she's gone for Renford Rejects.
1: Oh, my God. How did I forget Renford Rejects? I know. <laughs> Bruno De Gradi. <laughs> Boring out Barry Gride.
2: That's
1: Stu, Stu, Jason from Renford Rejects was in I the know, she, you watched. You mentioned that yesterday. He's in Renford Rejects. Yeah. Is he yeah. the one who gets... He might do. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah.
2: Such a shit <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even finish it.
1: Oh, no, because one of my f-
2: questions is about the end of the film. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, okay, Redford Rejects, Are Real Monsters and yeah. Sister, Sister. Yep. Good crack. Emily's gone for Kin and Kel, Rook Rats yeah. and Are You Afraid of the Dark, and an honourable mention to the Lazy Town. Yeah. Um, that's weird. She yeah, said it's weird. To look it up. And it's
0: very oh,
2: yeah. bizarre. Uh, Rendon, Tron. So, Brenda's broke it down to three animated ones and three live action. See, that's what I had trouble with. So, his animated ones are Brenda Stimpy, Our Real Monsters, and Hey Arnold. And oh, yeah, live yeah. action. Live action's Are You Afraid of the Dark? Clarissa explains it all, and Sister Sister. Yeah. You remind me of Clarissa's brother. Well, Fer- no. Fer- Ferguson.
1: <laughs> you remind me of Elvis in it. Presley. He was the lizard.
2: Brilliant. Uh, Jason Jackson, Keenan and Kel, Hey Arnold and Rugrats. Yep. d Dog, Keenan and Kel, Hey Arnold, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yep. Regular Gav, uh, Pinky and the Brain, Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. Katie, Rugrats, Hey Arnold, Fairly Odd Parents. Claire, Hey wow. Arnold, Victorious and SpongeBob. And Keza G, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Hey Arnold and Keenan and Kel. Excellent. Thank you for those choices. Do you want me to go through my um, honourable mentions, too? Yeah.
1: So my honourable mentions were Rugrats, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, yep. Hey Arnold, um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Clarissa Explains It All, Keenan and Kel, and The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Cat mention. Dog as well. No one's mentioned Cat Dog. Yeah, Cat Dog. And I can't believe I forgot about Renford Rejects. That was great. Yes, well done, Kerry. Good shout on that one. Yeah, that was a good shout that. Well done. You've won okay. The- well, thank you for your contributions. Now, Stu, on the next episode, we are going to be somewhere very different, aren't we, Stu? Where are we going to be?
2: Uh, we're going to be in... <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, Stu, why are we going to be in...
0: Because <laughs> we're
1: going to see our hero, Alan Partridge. Aha! So, Stu, because of that, my top three is centred around Alan Partridge. Perfect. Now I had a lot of thought about this, and I think I've come up with a great one for us. So on the next episode, I would like your Alan Partridge characters from "I'm Alan Partridge" that only appear in one episode.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So I thought that might be a bit more interesting because I thought if I just picked Alan Partridge characters that you and not Alan Partridge, it was too easy. But I've gone for I'd that. Want to pick Michael? Yeah. So on the next episode, listeners. Uh, stu, as well. I would like your single episode I'm Alan Partridge characters. So there's quite a few out there. Um, get in contact with us. We are stu at gmail.com or you can tweet or Instagram us at stu and So that was top three. And now it's time for 90s Corner 90s Corner. So, 90s Corner. On each episode, we go through the 90s and we tell you our favourite film, single and pop culture moment. We are currently on the year 1995 and we are looking for your favourite film from 1995. But before we go on, Stu, in the last episode, it was the pop culture moment from the year 1994. Four went up on Twitter for a vote. Stu, out of the bloody polls
2: go, mate. Got a gun, mate. We've got the uh, results in right now. Oh, we've just had a very late entry as well for the uh, top three. Oh, yeah. I'll say late entry. did this, this, this two days ago. I didn't see it. Oh, go on then. Uh, Tell us that now. So it's from a, an account called South Park Fan. Uh, and they've picked Hey Arnold, Rugrats, and Ren Stimpy. Oh, very
0: good.
2: Thank you for that. I've Thank been you. i your tweets.
1: Go. Go on, let's do give us the poll.
2: Uh, the week. poll, yes, we had nine votes in total. Not as popular as last, uh, last week. We had like 20. Who's not sharing it? I didn't share it this week. Only you retweeted it this week, actually. For fuck's sake. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so the top vote from 1994. got nine votes. Uh, the opening of the channel tunnel didn't get a single vote. <laughs> Good. Ever. I don't even know why I picked it. Uh, the third place was the birth of the World Wide Web. It percent. The second place was the National Lottery beginning 22%, and the OJ Simpson Police Chase won with 67% of the vote. I think now, it was pretty obvious that was going to win, wasn't it?
1: Stu, I've got something on this last one. Now, the World Wide Web starting wasn't 1994. We had it before in a poll for I think like 91 or 92 or something.
2: Yeah, no, that was the internet. Then you got the World Wide Web. Oh, okay. Fair ones. enough. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, right.
1: So thank you for voting for that. So, Stu, uh, let's go with you. What's your favourite film from the year 1995? I went with Heat. Oh, ooh, get out of the kitchen. Still so I heat. was watching that film um, in the kitchen and I couldn't stand it.
2: Well done.
1: Yep. If you don't get that joke, everyone, it's I couldn't stand Heat, so I got out of the kitchen.
2: In the heat of the night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, Heat, Robert De Niro's a thief, Al is a chief. They stop for a cuppa, but there's no time for supper, as they <laughs> oh, oh, he's ruined it. He's ruined try it. Try again. <laughs> Go on, then. Robert De Niro is a thief. Al Pacino is a chief. They stop for a cuppa, but there's no time for supper, as they as They find out they both have
1: thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well done, Stu. What I could do is edit around that, so it maybe
2: you get it first time. But I won't. <laughs> Keep the corpse in. Keep yeah. The corpse in. Yeah, what a film, eh? yeah he's That's, good. First time to share the screen share the screen together as well. One of the best cop movies ever made I, I, I'd say. And this <laughs> one his green is, ash. is that the one
1: most <laughs> wrote ass in it?
2: He's got this Bring ass! <laughs> <laughs> Give me something, Roger. Come on.
1: <laughs> That's the start of his like really overacting stage, isn't it? Wah! <laughs> 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 I still prefer him as Don Ciccino in uh, him My and her, or Ralph sit down. Down. Shut up, Ralph! Sit <laughs> down. Do <laughs> the director just sort of went, "Yep,
2: you, yep. yeah"? Maybe yeah. <laughs> in the script, but fuck it. the <laughs> television set into the road. I'm doing it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the thing is, when I watched it, I kind of like rooting for De Niro. Um, yeah, in the second half. Like, come on, get away. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Because uh... at the end as well, you 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 kind of feel bad
2: for him a little bit. Yeah. But should you though? Because he's a thief at the end of the day, isn't he? Yeah, true. I come so, um, The icon was that. See. Uh, there was uh, originally, Michael Mann did make a film at a takedown in like 89 or something. And this is a remake of that. Okay. Bigger budget, better actors. And- that film. yeah alright
1: well Stu I've um, also gone with the Robert De Niro film I've gone with Casino
2: mm.
1: now, I, there was there was a couple of films I could have chosen instead of Casino but I love Casino it's one of my favourite gangster films it's a very good film absolutely love it um, scores 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb what did he score? I don't know I didn't see it Enough to have a look. Heat. Hoo-ha! Mr. De- cool. De- Mr. Pacino, you want it on set. All right!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way Hey, he got 8.3. Oh! <laughs> so
1: Casino is about a bookie played by Robert De Niro, who is um, sent to... Sent to oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Is sent... To uh, the bright lights of Las Vegas to run a casino called the Tangier, is that right? Yeah. Um, he run uh, to run the casino and he was Sam uh, the top, Sam to, Rothstein, wasn't he? Yeah, to send money back, but he's he he runs in a lot of problems, mainly when he brings his friend Joe Pesci over. That's where most of the problems start. Hey, sure
3: are I'm a fucking clown? Are you? <laughs> and I
2: mean, uh, if he if he can't take care of a kid in New York. You shouldn't really be bringing him on to like solve your casino problem. No,
1: no. And it all sort of goes wrong for him in the end. But then he's all right in the end, and he goes back to being a bookie at the end. So, Stu, the film, um, most of Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci's conversations were improvised. Yeah. So they were given a start and an end point and asked to work their way around to get to that, which is very impressive. The costume budget was $1 million. With De Niro having 70 different outfits for his okay. character, which he got to keep afterwards, apparently.
2: All 70. You yeah. pretty much slept for the whole, the whole life. You know, yeah. I'd love,
1: to, I'd love to think that he still gets out those brightly colored suits to wear <laughs> every day.
2: Maybe he's wore one in another film.
1: Yeah. And um, Scorsese, when he was actually asked about the film, he said there's actually there's no real plot to the film, there's a story and there's action, but there's no plot to it, which uh, I found really strange.
2: There's no plot to Bonded by Blood 2 either.
1: <laughs> which I'll go into later. But yeah, Stu, so my film is Casino. Do you want to go through the social media, see what they've said?
2: Chris Conrad has gone for seven. Yeah. Um, ITV Central News presenter Steve Clamp um, sent in suggestions for this. Did he? Yeah. Hello, Steve. Uh, GoldenEye and Bad Boys.
1: Was GoldenEye out 95? Yeah. Oh, God.
2: That guy, Cy, also picked GoldenEye. Yep. And he also chose Die Hard Free and Casino. Yep. Uh, Emily's picked Die Hard Free. You pick IA. Yep. Didn't say it in that one there. Uh, Kerry's gone for The Usual Suspects. That's a good film, isn't it? You
1: know what? I've never watched it all the way through because oh. I know what the ending is. So now I've not watched it.
2: Ah, yeah. You've ruined it now. Yeah. Uh, Dirk has gone for Seven and the Usual Suspects. Yeah. Right. Usual Suspects. Yep. Keith, Toy Story. Yeah. Brendan's gone for Nick of Time, starring Johnny Depp. Okay. Never seen it. No. His honorable mention was Judge Dredd. Gav, Apollo 13. Yeah. And there's a bit of slagging off of Tom Hanks there as well between seven nice. people. Yeah. Okay. Yellow card. Yeah. Uh, Claire Empire Records. Skip yeah. Kimbo while you were sleeping. And Kesaji Ace Ventura when nature calls. Okay. I think, Stu, we've got to go with
1: our two choices usual suspects <laughs> and seven, which is going to be a, quite a tight poll, I think, this week. I think our two, Stu, could finish in their the bottom two. What are we going for? Usual Suspects? Usual Suspects, Seven, seven. Heat and Casino.
2: Four top films. Yeah. Go Stu, right
1: I've got a few honourable mentions, Stu. Yeah. Uh, so obviously Seven and Die Hard with a Vengeance, you already said. Braveheart. I love you. Always have. <laughs> Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> um, Outbreak. And Uh, Billy Madison. uh. (laughs) So thank you for your contributions. On the next episode, we would like your top single from the year 1995. You can contact us. We are alpod at gmail.com or Instagram and Twitter at Alpod. You can vote on the poll for your favourite of those four films and the winner will get through to 90s Corner and we'll hear about that on the next episode.
2: So, still to come, Al takes a trip down the bag of nails this week. I wonder what show will be getting wrecked for life. The it Brum, is it Al? I can't remember what you said now. It might be. <laughs> uh, Mike Reed offers more life tips. Don't worry, I'll be here in a bit. What's the this week, boy? Oh, yes. Find out what Benicio Del Toro is up to these days. <laughs> outside oh, God. of the acting world. <laughs> That's the made-up story. more from our new feature dinosaur park goes tits up but for now here's alex quick advertisement break for subpar comedy and poor impressions it's time for
0: al's hey are you having trouble with the ladies (laughs) why not call me christopher welkin and joe mike join my course on picking up the chicks Christopher Walken, sweet-talking. You'll get lines like this. Hey, girly, why don't you saddle that tush over here so we can get better acquainted over a (laughs) couple of margaritas? (laughs) (laughs) Or how about, hey, dumb face, got any fries to go with that shake? Not bad. I guarantee at least one date after the six-month program. I'll also help you to find the clitoris. It's in the general vagina area. (laughs) Call Christopher Walken sweet-talking now and start sweet-talking those broads. Yeah. But now it's time for the news.
1: each episode Stu tells us two news stories one is made up which I imagine this week is giving it away a little <laughs> bit already and also a one that he's found on the tinter web and they're both a bit funny he'll also tell us the news no he's already said that he'll also give us the news headlines sports results weather and Dr Doris
2: Oh, no, Dr Doris is here and travel with Arnie is here as well excellent let's see if Dr Doris has got a different voice this week so Stu here
1: are your headlines.
2: Thank you. Ian Brown claims to be Jesus Christ this week, saying, "I am the resurrection." <laughs> yeah. Tom Jones misses his own his own birthday party because of his mother. Tom said, "Well, Mama told me not to come." <laughs> 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 and Eddie Murphy. You know what,
1: Stu, sorry. <laughs> Al Pacino could play um, Tom Jones in a film of his life, couldn't he? Oh, o no possycat oh.
0: <laughs> my bye <my, my>, delilah <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> carry on and eddie murphy's to give up baked beans as they make him party all the time party all the time <laughs> very good story number one oops story number one supermarkets cars lifts just some of the unusual birthplaces reported for babies who have made speedy entrances into the world. Yeah. One newborn in Brazil this week surely lays claim to the most rock and roll arrival of all time. Two-day-old Luan Figuero was born at a Metallica gig in, in Parana to the uh to the sounds of Enter Sandman uh, according to his mum as well. Yeah. Born during a gig. Uh, Metallica of um Shared the details of the birth on, to their 8 million followers on Instagram as well to confirm this. So it's not made up, really happened. Good. Joyce Figueroa, the mother, bought tickets three years ago and she was 39 weeks pregnant and sitting in a special area for the show when her contraction started during Metallica's set. With just three songs left to go, the plan was to take her to the hospital by ambulance after the show had finished, but time ran out and baby was born. Yeah. Uh, Miss Figueroa said a son who was born right there as Metallica were playing Enter Sandman. I bet they weren't. I bet they just made that bit up. Well, yeah, maybe. maybe. We'll never know. We'll never know. She says the whole day was very crazy. And then she would probably name the boy James Ulrich after two members of the band. Well, she didn't. because It's called Luan Figuero. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Um... Miss Figueroa said she had received lots of messages about her son's birth and thanked everyone for their support. It was an unusual welcome into the world for little Luan, uh, but it's not the first baby to be born at a gig. 2019, a woman gave birth during a pink gig in Liverpool and reportedly went on to name the uh, the girl Dolly Pink. (laughs) That's a weird name. So, did that actually happen? Or... Yes, it did. (laughs) Benicio del Toro has revealed what he'll be doing after finishing making movies. He plans to open up his very own security firm. Yeah. Benicio said, I can't do Benicio del Toro. Well, I I been mulling (laughs) it (laughs) over? Sounds like (laughs) Borat. Well, I've been mulling over the idea for a while now, but I have a really sound business plan. I've rounded up the usual suspects for my team. Some of them (laughs) right pieces of work, let me tell you. Tell, I found him swimming with sharks. (laughs) Uh, The Isco brothers. I should say they're a couple of fallen angels. (laughs) Oh god. Um, Uh Joy Ride, she's a right sort. There are a few I had to let go, Uh, basically. You know, I cut the excess baggage from the crew. But yeah, they're all well trained now. They know the way of the gun, <laughs> uh, and they're all they've all made the pledge. Yeah, for joining me in Sin City for their yeah. first gig. Yeah. Now, if you ooh, hang on, watch out for that. Watch out for the wolf man. Oh, <laughs> he stepped on him. He's our guard dog. Watch where you're going. Jeez. Uh, meet our driver Rio. He is sick. Our oh, Rio at driving. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> <He didn't listen. laughs> but yeah, if you or anyone you know need a crew for a gig or anything like that, security, just uh, give me a call. Let me know. Avengers Infinity War. I was the collector. <laughs> so is uh, Benicio going for the life of security, or did a woman give birth in Brazil? I think a woman gave
1: birth in Brazil in a at a Metallica gig. Correct. Yes. yes.
2: So. 38 and 0 for you, all Now, <laughs> so how are you keeping going on? Want to be a sport? Yes, please. A uh, drama on the ice this week. Sweden's Ben Doverson curled one out in <laughs> yeah. curling. Yeah. And in the horse racing, I'm bigger than you beat small man syndrome by a length. <laughs> uh, time for health for Dr. Doris. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Hello, you lot. It's yeah, me, Dr. <laughs> she wasn't from Liverpool before. He says, I'm from Liverpool. <laughs> a patient came in and asked, what gets with the coronavirus? I said, ammonia cleaner. They said, oh, sorry, I thought you were a doctor. <laughs> He's a comment and said, box of laxatives, please. I said, sorry, mate, we out of stock. He said, what again? But I'm desperate. And I was like, well, that's tough shit. <laughs> I went to Ronnie with the travel. Aye, thank you, Doris. This week I travelled on the Orient Express. Due to my size, though, I could only fit in the carriage. Well, I couldn't fit in the carriage. I had to stand the whole way. When I got off, the conductor asked me how I was, and I said, ah, me back. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
1: me back. <laughs> is he from Liverpool as well? <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, Weather is going to be whispery. Oh,
1: yes, please. OK, thanks, Stu. It's uh, lovely in the news there with another voice for Dr. Doris. <laughs> See where she's from next episode. But now it's that time for the second time for our brand new feature, Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up. Hi. In each episode in our new feature, me and Stu give each other a film. We have to watch that film and then answer five questions on that film. We must also give it a new tagline, which uh, has been very successful. That's where the name Dinosaur Park goes tits up. Obviously, that being the new tagline for Jurassic Park. So, Stu, in the last episode, I gave you the film Bonded by Blood 2. And you gave me? Uh, The 1991 fantasy film Beauty and the Beast. Yes. So, Stu, I think who asked questions 1st last half-time? I can't remember. Uh do you want me to ask you questions first? Yeah. Okay, Stu, the film Bonded by Blood 2. Do you enjoy it?
2: No, <laughs> it's in it. No. I did come up with a tagline for it, though. Go for it. Essex Gang Essex Gangster film forgets to include plot. <laughs>
1: hey, Martin Scorsese'd like that, then wouldn't he? Because he didn't include a plot for a uh, casino. He did it on
2: purpose. <laughs>
1: So, listeners, I hope you watched uh, Bonded by Blood Two um, as well. And
2: uh,
1: <laughs> so I, have got, I have got a better film for you next week. I have been kinder. I've got a great one for you. Go <laughs> wait. So, Stu, here are your five questions on Bonded by Blood Two. Question one: Where was cho- in the opening monologue? Where was chosen as the original birthplace of Christ? Are Be correct. Yeah. But, but there, weren't, the-
3: there weren't enough virgins about. That's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, all right. This,
2: this is the way that film's going to go. Then.
1: <laughs> question two What car are the three shot in at the start of the movie? What type of car is it? What make is it? Rolls Royce. Oh, it's a Range Rover. It's a famous Essex um, killings. Uh, question three What color are the strippers' underwear in the first strip club scene? <laughs> Black. Yes, correct. I know you get that one, right? Read no. <laughs> it. Read it. four. What happens to Malcolm Walsh's, gr- Walsh's grave?
2: Uh, the bloke pisses on it. <laughs>
1: Correct. <laughs> Such a random scene.
2: And then he kicks the flowers, doesn't he, as well? Or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that it. either, didn't I? Didn't explain. I didn't even show you who was doing it. No.
1: And finally, question five, Stu. What's Carly's job? What what? What is Carly's job? She's a female in it. What is her job? Um, Bucky. Ah, oh, she's a barmaid. But well done, Stu. You have scored three out of five. So that means you must really like that film.
2: If you really creative. didn't finish it, didn't finish the film. <laughs> Twenty minutes left, and uh, I even fell asleep during some of it as well. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, Al, you've got Beauty and the Beast then, the Disney classic. Yep. Do you uh, want the tagline? Yes, please.
1: Woman shags dog, <laughs> candlestick shags
2: uh, <laughs> duster. <Brilliant. laughs> I got for this actually. I I played long week. and I did one for it anyway. Oh, go then. I put French birds seduced by hairy rich man. <laughs> yes, yeah, very good. Uh, so your four, your five questions then on, on Beauty and the Beast. Uh, according to the song near the star, near, in the in the pub. Yep. When Gaston was a lad, he ate how many eggs to help him get large? Was it a hundred? As four dozen a day. Oh bollocks! Yeah. Shit. Who is the first character that bell speaks to in the castle? Um, Gaston. It's um the beast. Oh,
1: oh fuck! No, I would get. I... Shit! Yes, I was. For some reason, I was thinking about another part, and then I thought, no, the castle is where the beast lives. <laughs> Fucking hell.
2: Right. Uh, how many wolves attack Belle in the forest? Ten. Ten? Yep. Yeah, ten. Hold well on. Which character sings Beauty and the Beast during the dance? Uh, Mrs. Potts. Yeah. And he equalised with the last question. Which character is the second to turn back into human form? At the end of the film. Uh, Lumiere. It's loomy Hair. Yes!
1: <laughs> it's going through a
2: tie-break.
1: <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Stu, your tie <laughs> question. What number, and it's four digits, okay, should you call for the guard which is written on the wall of the interrogation room? But it to, it's towards the end of the film, so if you didn't see the end of the film. seven seven nine nine one. Oh, uh, it's 2288. Eight. And it's... The, the thing is, Stu... I, th- I put this question in because it takes away and you're, it just guides your eye because it's a massive piece of white paper with call for the guard, 2288. <laughs> I couldn't stop looking at it. I was like, this is ridiculous. Very
2: bad. I don't even think I'm going to finish the film either. The <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Uh, your tiebreaker, what does Maurice's invention do? Um, it oh,
1: makes coffee. Top wood. Ah, bollocks, yeah. Okay, well done, Stu. So, still 1-0 to me We're tie there. That was a good one, though, wasn't it, Stu? It's very close. So, Stu, on the next film, I've got a nice film for you. It's Stephen King's Cujo about the killer dog, oh. which, which
2: is on Netflix. Netflix, is it? I'm just going to make sure that yours is still available to stream. hmm it is. Al, you've got, from 2004, available on Netflix... Uh, starring Hilary Hillary Duff and Chad Michael Murray, A Cinderella Story. Ah, oh, Cinderella Story. I've never seen it. No, I've not. So I'm oh, going to oh, go watch oh, 10 minutes of it and take all the questions from there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good idea. Right, well, thank you, Stu. Um, so that was Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up. If you are enjoying this feature, could you let us know? Maybe just put on Twitter whether you're enjoying it or not, because obviously it's going to run for the rest of the alphabet. Um, but that was Dinosaur Park goes tits up, and now it is time for Bag O' Nails. Rabbit, 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 rabbit,
2: In each episode, me and Al take it in turns to go and visit London.
3: London.
2: To go to our favourite pub, the Bag O' Nails. Each week, we find an interesting character in there that will share their stories on the live. Or, as when Al usually goes. He usually finds something from the world of children's television and then tells us how it really should have happened. <laughs> uh so yeah, Al, you went this week. How did you get on? Really good, Stu. I met a really interesting bloke
1: called Malcolm Wants Me Back. Um <laughs> and he was a lighting technician on the TV series Brum. Oh dear. Yeah. So it's <laughs> Brum is getting ruined
2: this week, then no everyone. Yeah.
1: this one's for you, Keza G90.
2: <laughs> have we got the tape, Al? Yeah, here
1: you go. That
3: and click. All right, Stu. You're all right, uh, Malcolm wants me back here, and I were a uh, tech, a uh, lighting technician on the series of Bram. Remember Bram, that little fucking car? I tell you what, Stu. Me and the lads on Bram, we hated that fucking car. Fucking big-eyed little cunt. I tell you what, Stu. You know what we used to do? <laughs> He used to get all the fucking attention. People used to think he was marvellous. They never paid attention to the fucking lighting on it, did they? The fucking good job I did on it. Never got put forward for a bath or nothing, did I? But anyway, Stu, what we used to do is, when we used to go past Brum, we used to give him a good old fucking kick. Like, fucking really give him a good kick, because we hated him. Fucking (laughs) nobber. One time, Stu, what I did... Is I was shat in the bonnet of Brum, and, uh, and that stayed in there for an entire series. Fucking stank the place up. It did right laugh. It was one time as well. Stu, me and a couple of lads, we'd been tanked up, and we put Brum in a human centipede. He was in the middle. The DeLorean was at the front, and the original go and <laughs> the original Batmobile was at the back. All fucking, like, you know, joined together by their arseholes. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking marvellous it was. (laughs) Stu, we got uh, got this uh, work experience lad, right? Straight out of university, 22 years of age, he wanted to come and see what it was like to work on Bram. So what we did, he said, you want to come for a pint for us after? And he was desperate, Stu, desperate to join us for a pint. So he we said, well, to initiate you, you got to stick your penis in Bram's exhaust pipe. <laughs> well, he only bloody got it stuck in there, didn't he, Stu? Fucking hell. He got it stuck for so long, we had to record three episodes with him with his penis stuck in Bram's exhaust pipe. <laughs> well, there was some clever camera work, you know, clever camera trickery. So you couldn't really see him. But on one of the episodes, Stu, you can see him with his penis inside Bram for a full one and a half seconds. So go back and watch, and you'll see a grown man with his penis in Brum's exhaust pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so when filming finished, and they said there weren't going to be no more series, do you know what me and a couple of the lads did?
2: Something to do with Brum. Again. Hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what we did, Stu, is we smashed him up with a with our fucking cricket bats. And we were laughing. We were tanked up on the old fucking lager. We were smashing him to paces. When I <laughs> I was shouting obscenities right in his fucking face. I hated him, Stu. He was a fucking mug. But, you, know, you know, that's the way it is. And, Stu, do you know what Bram actually stands for? People think it's because cars make the brown Bram sign. But it's yeah, not. It
0: right.
3: actually stands for <laughs> being right up your mum. That's what it stands <laughs> for. Obviously, the Y is not in there. Yeah,
2: the Y is silent.
3: You get the general idea. All right, well, nice to speak to you and tell you about that. I've still got one of Bram's eyes at home. And I'll fucking punch it every night.
1: Have a good one, lads. So, Stu, that was an interesting story, isn't it? Yeah. Poor Brum. But, you know. Listeners, if you've got a favourite TV show from your childhood you'd like me to ruin, then get in contact. Stu and Alpod at gmail.com or at Stu and Alpod on Instagram and Twitter.
2: You know? (laughs) Could be easily done. I think you need to do Bodger and Badger.
1: Oh, yeah. Or Radio Root. Mm. Well, there we go. So, Stu, you'll be down the Bag of Nails next week. Hope you're having a lovely time. Yeah. I
2: but like now, have a there as
1: well. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> let's move on to Mike Reed's top tips. In each episode, Stu finds a couple of tips from Eastender's own Mike Reed who oh, I- help you with your life. So, Steve, you got a cassette this week? Here we go. Thank you, and click.
2: Afternoon, all my readers. Just a couple more tips
0: to get you through that being called life. Oh, you, in an awkward situation at work, no problem, just moonwalk away. Then you'll look
2: like you're walking towards them, but in fact, you'll be actually leaving the room.
1: <laughs> Very good.
2: And fire extinguishers, they can become damaged if they're knocked about in passing, you know, uh, a rogue foot or a, a knee to so one of those could uh, make it damaged. So to avoid this, store them in a very safe place, high up out of reach, so they're ready to use when you need them.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Mike. That's some, uh, some really good advice there. Thank you.
2: No problem. And Mike,
1: Mike Reed will be back in a couple of weeks' time. So that is the end of episode 47. So in the next episode, we are going to be coming to you from Leeds. Leeds Leeds. How's that 48? How just did. Put in? We just did 48. What did I say? 47. Oh, sorry, 48. Um, we're also going to have three guests on the show. Oh. They are going to be Chris Williams, formerly of VAR at the bar. It might start up again. Hopefully, it will. Uh, we'll also have Brendo Dran, called Declan. So we will all be on the show the next episode. If you would like to contribute to our top three, which is top three single episode, I'm Alan Partridge characters, and that's from I'm Alan Partridge series one and two. Or you would like to send us your favourite single from the year 1995? You can. We are at Still and Alpod. On, G- on Instagram and Twitter or Stu and Alpod at gmail.com. Stu, have you got anything to say at the end of the episode?
2: Yeah, we've got the, uh, the new feature, haven't we? Imagine with John Lennon. Oh, yeah. Here's the tape. Thank you. And click. I Stu and Al, me, John Lennon here. Imagine if you would just for a second. Yo-ho, That's the pad. Right. We're all in line for a week. Paul, George, Ringo and me. Ringo was being silly. Old show George's willy. And that's how we wrote Let It Be. <laughs> Join me next week to see how we wrote another classic track from our back catalogue of the Beatles songs. Me, Be John Lennon. Imagine.
1: <laughs> I like that, Stu. Very good.
2: Stu, now,
1: there's been a lot of rumours going round. has That you have been saying to people that you're Shabba Ranks.
2: <laughs> what?
1: You have been going around telling people that you are Shabba Ranks.
2: Um, who's th- who told
1: you this? I, just, I can't give away who told me this, Stu, because it wouldn't be fair. Yeah. But is that true? No. Well, Stu, I've got Shabba Ranks on the phone for you. Oh, are you ready for it? Yeah. Hello, Stuart. It's uh, Shabbaranks here. You all right, eh? Hi, Mr. Ranks. Yeah, not so bad. How are you? You all right? Yeah, good. Now, I've heard, Stu, that you've been trying to steal my thunder and going around saying you're Shabbaranks.
2: Only because I didn't think you'd be around anymore.
1: Well, Stu, I'm Mr. Lubberman. And if you don't believe me, all ladies around Leeds city centre will tell you that. They'll say to you, he's the bloody shabba. He's the bloody lover man, that man there. Do it again, Stu, and I'll come at you like a train tonight. Mm. You hear me? Think on, Sonny Jim. Think on. All right. Thanks yeah. thanks for that. No worries, thank you. Stu, you, you can't go around saying you're shabba ranks. No. don't <laughs> know why mm-hmm. I came up with this. <laughs>
2: My lovely
1: home. My lovely. Ah, So there we go. Episode 48. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've not, then, you know, stick around. It might get better. You know, we're only 40, 48 episodes in.
2: Plus two specials.
1: Plus two spe- No, three specials. Two three Christmas specials. specials Earth, three specials. Um, we also recorded recently on our Stag Do. We recorded a short um Stew and Owl uh, unrehearsed or unplanned, I suppose you could call it. Yeah. Well, we are going to put out at some point, but I think we're going to, I think what we're going to do is try to add a bit more to it because it's only about 15 minutes long. And yeah, we we'll so we'll do add another on. one. We'll have we'll a, a bit more won't we then? Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe do another one in Leeds and then we'll put them out together. So you get spe- an extra special for you. Thank so you thank you for listening. Um, and now all it is is to say goodbye. Ah. Good. Goodbye. Good
2: Goodbye. 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 Bye.
1: Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Everybody up there, go run and tell your homeboys and home girls. stop for Kenny and kill. to keep you laughing in the afternoon. So don't touch that down on not the room. Cause they always in the summer front, and you don't want to miss it. It's double pay like two breakfast Keenan and Kelly should have said killing Keenan, then you gotta watch Keenan cause he'd be seen with a pan or a
2: block to make it to the top, but they kinda in the middle. Cause...